Hello and welcome to Healing From Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Teacher and Medium and author of the newest book in my trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares the notion that as infinite beings, the possibility to create a healthy, prosperous physical life journey lies within. And it is not the political, economic, or societal demands of the world that hold us hostage to suffering and fear. Today I welcome Garnet Thompson, author of 2020 Vision Dreams, an interactive book and journal about pursuing dreams with persistence and focus, primarily for youthful individuals in age or heart, which encourages us to dream big and often. And it's a very necessary book in the experiences that are going on worldwide now because it leads you to know who you are. And in knowing who you are, nothing is impossible. Hello, Garnet, and thank you for joining us to share a wonderful perspective on how with persistence, attitude, and very importantly, a network of support, even seemingly impossible dreams do become possible. Hello, Cheryl, and uh, thank you so much for having me on your your show and uh, giving me such a warm welcome. Um, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Thank you. You're welcome. Garnet, as listeners of Healing from Within are well aware, my guests and I share intimate and often intuitive insights into the challenges of merging our dual nature as both energetic soul beings with a physical life journey. Uh, We discover so many ways to merge our unique forces of life experiences with inner soul remembrances or awareness, and we become better able to conquer many irrational limiting fears and barriers and break free of childhood patterns and also those fears to pursue healthier, joyful, purposeful lives. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Garnet Thompson helps listeners to identify how much they have to offer the world and provides answers to begin to take consistent action to achieve goals and dreams that may have been delayed or denied out of perhaps fear of failure. Garnet, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and to remember a person, a place, or event that might have signaled to them or others what they might be interested in pursuing as adults and where their true gifts and passions lie. And in reading your book, I know there are many instances and people who you might think of. Yeah, no, that's that's a really great question, Cheryl. Um, I guess thinking back, what comes to my mind is... um, when I was around the age of nine, uh, my, my, I, I was raised by my grandparents, and at that time my grandparents were immigrating to Canada, and it was determined at the, that time that um, I would remain in Jamaica and would live with the minister um, of our church and his family for a period of time. Um, so for me, uh, that, that helped me to see that um, individuals from our community, whether they're blood or not, um, will take interest in you and as far as helping you along the way and that part of what you would accomplish later in life would be done strictly with the help of people and the relationships that you build and how key and important that was um, and still is to me at the moment. So uh, 
that was one of the key memories that kind of stands out is just that, uh, you know, the kindness of the community and the people around. And you were born and destined to have a bigger presence. You know, when I was younger, I was raised by a family that was very, uh, how can I say, they kept within themselves a little bit, which was beautiful. We had a beautiful family life, grandparents, aunts and uncles, cousins, uh, but they they didn't think like me. They didn't think that they had to go out into the world and share their energy and their thoughts and their um, compassion with everyone. I mean, I was open to new people and whoever I met with, uh, I shared a great deal with, even if it wasn't for a long period. I think you were saying something very similar. You came to know your presence would be not only within the family, which is very important, but beyond that. And uh, I, I think we were born to have that experience. I know you learned to value family and team, teamwork and truth and courage and integrity. And I, I think that's all part of your soul journey, your mission that you came into this life uh, to fulfill. And the book shows that very, very well. Now, what would you say is the number one thing holding people back from successfully living the life of their dreams or the life of their soul, let's say? Yeah, I know that, that's, that's a really good way of phrasing it. So I think for me in my life, it was sort of a combination of um, two things that kind of put together. It was a potent combination of not feeling worthy, also a deep-felt um, fear of criticism. So for some reason, just the thought of, someone else not liking what you're doing sort of filled me at the time anyway and you know, mm. to some degree with a fear of um, dread that you know the if there's a potential embarrassment um, that's going to occur or um, that failure is, is around the corner and that what you're thinking of doing um, may no longer be worth it because of those thoughts so then you know you would potentially stay in your comfort zone and decide that to, to take the less risky path I think so for me it's more of a a combination of not feeling worthy and um, sort of a fear of failure and criticism. Yeah, I would say I would have a little of that, too, because we were so sensitive and empathic and picking up so much worry from so many people. And that can paralyze your dreams. But I like that you said when you were a child that you love the idea of getting on a plane and flying free as the birds race through and uh, you reasoned that you might become a pilot and have opportunities <laughs> to fly. Well, but it didn't work out. I thought I'd be an airline steward, stewardess <laughs> as, at one point, maybe because I wanted to get into the bigger world and learn about different cultures and people and just, you know, get beyond the smallness of my own little, not <laughs> even the community of, of my own apartment, <laughs> you know, that I lived in. And so, yeah, so you wrote this. I want to read this for our listeners. The thoughts which flow through our minds can be likened to a great river from an unknown source which washes through our minds, leaving debris and residue for us to examine closer during our waking hours. The deposits of debris, images or visions of places, people, things and experiences which we find appealing and drawn to exploring provide a sense of hope which is vital to maintaining the life force 
of within our beings. And there it is, Gordon. You get to the source of the matter most intimately, sharing the essence of our inner soul, infinite being, which connects to the creative force of universal source and energy that is within all living things, suggesting we have an inner knowledge and wisdom that is part of our being, and we are open to the alignment and downloading of helpful information to guide and improve life and create our dreams. So some of your hardships as a child, and mine, allowed us to move past it in different ways to find the way we really wanted to make our choices and see the world and ourself. Would you think that's so? Yeah, no, I, I would definitely agree. Um, a lot of what we go through helps us to, to and shapes our, our future and current lives because it, there's a lot that we learn from going through those things that uh, helps us to navigate the path that we're currently on. No, for sure, I totally agree. Yeah, and I think you believe this, and you, you have said it in your book in a, a different way, but you've said this too. In my new book, A New Life Awaits, I expressed what we just are talking about here in a different way. I wrote, in recognizing your divinity, you will begin to hear your inner voice. The inner voice is the way to the soul and proof that the soul and your memories are eternal. Before awakening to thoughts of your inner soul voice and its eventual announcement that we all survive physical death, therefore consciousness survives physical death, we cannot know this voice is of spirit. This voice is the whisper of guidance from a higher self, a gut feeling connected to the mind, and also the innate cellular intelligence of creation. If you realize you are surrounded by the guidance of a universal life force, everything is possible. And that's the journey wow. you've had and the journey I've had. At some point we came to realize we were not as limited <laughs> as we thought. And we did have the possibility to write books, uh, to go into business, to make moves from one place to another and not stay limited and fearful. So let's go on to this period of lockdown due to the coronavirus pandemic. What guidance would you give to young people preparing to attend either a college or a university? So the guidance, I, I would basically tell young people the same advice that I would offer to my own two young adults, um, and it's to find a way to increase your knowledge in a previously unknown course of study um, and to gain new insights, build new relationships at this time. And also it's really important at this time to take the time to reflect back on your own list of, you know, 100 dreams, as I call it, to find the ones that you can accomplish during this unexpected break or period of time. And then lastly, I would definitely say for them to get a lot of rest, exercise, have fun, and to prepare their body and their minds for when life resumes because it will maybe different, but it definitely will be pursuit, resuming, and that they'll be ready for it. Yeah, so not to think negatively of this time or fearfully, but to use it wisely to continue to learn. And I know that's very important to you. You wrote this, there comes a time in everyone's life when the realization dawns that life is fleeting 
and everything and everyone about us is in a constant state of change. It is this realization that could either draw us to greater accomplishments or paralyze us with an overwhelming sense of dread and fear. And we don't want to go into that dread and fear. We choose. We have choice. And we can choose for greater accomplishments no matter what the conditions or challenges we face, if we look to continue to learn, share experiences with others, and simply love every breath and every day of life, uh, we're actually uh, doing what spirit would want us to do. You know, We will find a, a vaccine, of course. We will move beyond these trying times. And I think many people are going to be better off for it. Ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is the most challenging part in achieving one's dreams, and how can people overcome this? So for me, I found that the most challenging part of any dream is sort of that middle portion of it, so where you've taken a number of steps, you've gotten so far, where you've made significant progress, but there's still so much additional way to, to go. And that's when it often gets mentally challenging and at times discouraging. Um, so for me, it's basically to overcome that. It's to keep repeating to myself, you know, a phrase that I've heard before is that, you know, I've come too far to quit. I've come too far to quit. And that helps me to kind of keep focus and taking even the, even the smallest step forward um, on that path um, and to keep going somehow. Well, that's an important thing to pe- tell people. Uh, often... There's not a need to quit. People become impatient. They think that they might achieve their goal very quickly. But I realized over the many different careers I've had and places and people I've met that it takes a good 15 years, I would say, to really become expert and competent at whatever it is you're trying to learn. It doesn't happen in the first minute. Now, there are some actors, for example, who may have that first movie and hit it big right away. But most of them do not. They study, uh, they go through many years of disappointment, but they never quit if it's in their soul and their, uh, their need to live that life. So I think that's very important what you just said. Yeah, never never quit. I mean, maybe you have to surrender for a little bit to get new resources and to build up some new impressions and perceptions, but you get back to it. If it's really something that's important to you, you, you won't give it up, right? Absolutely. If it's, if it's for you, um, then definitely you, you keep going, right? Yes, I agree. I, I have often said to people, I, I, I can't quit even when, you know, it's not happen, happening easily. I just have to keep pursuing the work, the effort. <laughs> but people, a lot of people not like that, like you and I, that keep going. But I want to get to, uh, what are some things that held you back? We asked that, and what steps did you take to overcome it. I'm thinking of something especially that I read in the book uh, where you were talking to an aunt and you said something to her about doing something on the telephone that uh, you had not expected you would do. And I think that might have been one of the things that held you back or um, disappointed you or you couldn't quite understand as a young 
child or young man. So tell us about that. Yeah, I, I think for me it's, it's more of the, the fear of, um, again, go back to what we talked about before, fear of failure, fear of criticism, or even fear of success, right? Um, so just imagining like that fear obscures your vision and it kind of paralyzes you from taking action, right? So for me it's just reminding myself um, of the need to just, and deciding ahead of time that you're going to have the courage to push yourself through and to demand it of yourself in order to continue going through that. Um, and that, that's sort of at the heart of, of that, that, that um, discussion. All right. But you didn't meet your father till you were 27. And correct, correct. And how, yeah, did, so I, I, how did that meeting him and how did not having him in your life play into the fear and to this uh, self-doubt, perhaps? Yeah, and that's, that's a really good question that probes deep. Um, so for me, it's... Growing up all along, you had this fear of again not feeling worthy, a fear of like you're 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 not wanted. Um, so finally meeting him, it definitely took a big load off of my shoulders. Where you felt like you're finally you could see where you came from in a way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it sort of felt that that acceptance um, of belonging. So that sort of that belonging was sort of missing up to a point. Now it was there because you you know you had family and and, and friends around at the time, but. There was still that core Yeah, there was that, that was yeah, that, thing. right, that's the right way to say it. There was a piece that you wanted, and you eventually got to meet him, and you had a wonderful family. After you had wonderful grandparents and cousins and relatives and people in the community, right, and you also say it's very important to find your support system, and I agree with you. We can, we're not alone. We're not only not alone in our physical life, but we have many spiritual influences around us. You can call them guides, teachers, angels, the divine God, universal spirit. I'm an energy healer, so I work with that energy, and uh, uh, I know it to be true. There's so much that goodness around us and love. And uh, when children can find that sooner than later, it is wonderful. But sometimes they don't find it until many, many years into adulthood. But whenever we find it, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, you say in 2020, you commemorated a milestone birthday, 50, right? And you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to me, it's not such a milestone. But <laughs> when I was 50, I thought I was still a kid. But I have very youthful energy and, and way of looking at things, so, so a little childlike sometimes. But um, you felt it was a milestone. Uh, so tell us uh, what you thought about at that time. What were some of the questions you might have asked yourself and you wanted the answers for at that time? Yeah. No, absolutely. So you think about you know hitting a milestone for me, and that was, that was 50, you thought, you know, have you have you impacted anyone's life in a positive way? Have you truly like done anything that is going to contribute to society in a positive way? Have you made a difference in the world? Those are some of the thoughts that were going through my mind at the time to say, you know, have you have you truly lived your life up to this point in a way that's satisfying, you know, to yourself and will leave some kind of lasting legacy um, for when you were here, so that you know at some point it's it's it will benefit someone that you were here, right? And maybe you wrote the book because of that too. Absolutely, and and writing the book also was to capture some of those thoughts for my mm-hmm. own kids, um, that they'll be able to at least see some of the the journeys that I've personally been on, and maybe there are lessons they can pull from it either now or later in their life. Um,
but just to kind of capture some of that, those experiences. I agree with you. Have we made a difference or positively impacted anyone's life? And I think maybe that's one of the most important things we come into a physical life uh, to experience and to share. And, of course, you have, and I, I know I have because Spirit said to me one day, you don't realize it, Cheryl, but you're living a wonderful life. You know the film, It's a Wonderful Life? Do you know, yes. do you know yeah. that mil- yeah. movie? Yeah. Where, where, where George thought that uh, he, he wasn't able to go on that plane and take that trip and have that adventure. He stayed home. And he took over his father's business, and he helped hundreds and hundreds of people find homes and have families and live a decent life. And he wasn't able to see it because he didn't make enough money, and and he thought he was a failure. And so it's a medium told me that Cheryl said to me, his spirit is saying, Cheryl, you you may not focus on this often, but when you may not focus on it at all, but it's like. You're in the movie, it's a wonderful life. You can't even realize how many people you're affecting. And I, to me, when I read that, that you wrote that, I liked it very, very much that you, you took the time to feel that was important, right? So let's go on to, uh, it is important for people to have a support network. We were just talking about that. We have it here on earth. We have it above in spirit. And um, tell us a little bit more about that. You you talk about life and each person on a separate journey on the ocean of life and what we find to, to take us uh, further and further into joy and happiness and love and uh, feeling uh, free of the limitations of possibly our childhood. So tell us something about that. Yeah, so the way that I look at it is that the, all of the temporary or permanent relationships that we form or we have had with key people in our lives, um, that's part of that whole network, right? right. That network is, uh, is what you call, I guess, the secret sauce in the pursuit of our any noteworthy goal because that's going to help you to um, draw on like a storehouse of energy and encouragement that's there amongst that group of people that you have. And it'll help you, you know, those moments when you lack the confidence to, you know, have the power and willpower to take another step forward. Right. Um, sometimes we can't see the goal for ourselves, but there may be someone in our network who sees, you know, objectively our traits, our habits, and, you know, the things that would fit us. And that can, you know, sit us down and have that conversation and say, hey, I could see this for you. What do you think? And then sort of have that dialogue back and forth. So yeah, and I think you tell the story, the story of being offered a position where you had a, uh, your wife and your two children had to reclo- relocate to another city and move away from your family. And at first you thought you wouldn't take it, but who encouraged you to take it? That was that was that was that was my wife. So we we ended up talking about it um, some time later, and it was basically so she understood that you know it's something that I wanted ultimately. But because we hadn't previously discussed relocating, that's why I had initially turned it down. So with that encouragement from her saying that she could see that for me, then it's like, okay, well, you've got that sort of backing and the support. So then I ended up making the call, and then it ended up that it all worked out, and that's exactly you know what I'm currently doing, which is, um, I guess, was always part of what it was meant to be, right? But you're right. There are people 
who guide us, you know. Many years ago when I had my first reading from a medium, I think it was 25 years ago, I was not into any of this work. I was very much of the physical world and uh, being productive in a professional way. And I used to think of these type of thoughts as airy-fairy, you know, <laughs> like something not real. And, and I, I have a big imagination, so I tried to pull that in. But she said to me, uh, you're going to write three books for spirit. I said, what? <laughs> we have to trust that there are people here and beyond here who are guiding and helping us, inspiring us, loving us, and finding, helping us to find our way and why we incarnated into this life. Now, if you had the ability to choose three attributes necessary to accomplish your dreams, what would they be? Yeah, so for me, the most important three are, are definitely persistence, attitude, and, and integrity, right? So one of my favorite quotes is by Calvin Coolidge, in which he perfectly states it, that nothing in this world can take the place of persistence, right? So not talent, not genius, not education. Right. Um, the, the second attribute would most definitely be maintaining a positive attitude, right, which will keep us yes. in the right mindset and help us to find solutions along the way. And then that last attribute of integrity is one of the toughest one of all, at least from my own experience. You know, staying true to yourself and and then forgiving yourself of any mistakes that you have you know made by violating any of your own cardinal rules is uh, it's sometimes or oftentimes a massive soul wrenching, lengthy process to overcome. Um, and that that's why you need to sort of maintain that integrity at all times because it's such a tough thing to to get over, right? Yes. Yeah. An attitude, when I teach a Reiki one class, I always read a poem by Charles Swindell, and it's called Attitude, and he, well, it's a beautiful poem, but at at the end he says, I I believe uh, that 90% of what happens to you is just what it is, but your attitude, that 1% of attitude that you hold true to yourself is everything. And right. that's what you you just said. Ninety percent of things that happen to us are random, perhaps. But what we can, when we have the right attitude, everything and anything is possible, and it is very, very important. So I want to thank you, yeah, Garnet. I want to thank you, Garnet Thompson, for sharing what some might think of as a challenging early beginning raised from birth by maternal grandparents in Jamaica and living with several dis- different families while your grandparents uh, immigrated to Canada to, Canada, uh, to try to make a better life for you. Uh, Garnet has overcome tremendous self-doubt, as he said, and social and economic challenges through persistence, attitude, willpower, and with the support of compassionate relatives, mentors, and friends, proving to himself and others that our dreams are surely within our thoughts, this is very important, have the power to create our our reality. To purchase this interesting journal of dreams and a process for success, go to garnetthompson.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have found a lovely way to begin to understand our dreams 
our challenges and our good fortune, no matter what the circumstances. And we can embrace every opportunity to just live life to the fullest and to find the best ways to relate to our family, friends, as we enjoy our work, our travels, and our challenges, and draw upon the wisdom within, which wants you to know, without judgment or fear or limitation, you can remove any barrier to your most ambitious goals. You must adopt a plan and work tirelessly and with consistency to improve your vision, skills, and be patient. For if your dream doesn't appear instantly, it will eventually in some form manifest. As we are each born with a soul destiny, and as we remember that part of ourselves, we open up to the possibilities and realize much of our potential to thrive, love, and live with compassion, serve, and sprinkle our remarkable energy into the world so others may be inspired and hopeful once more is within our reach. Garnet and I would have you remember dreams from earlier days and even from today, recognizing how much of what you wanted in those younger days has been fulfilled, and then realize it is a wonderful life, and your being part of it makes it even better. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to authors and change makers, healers and visionaries, parents, lovers, and all who help us to recognize what is most valuable during our life and beyond. That is to know yourself, honor yourself, and others with love and compassion and joy. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you for listening.